Hello, my loves. I'm super excited to bring you an awesome, authentic conversation between two women who are really driven to create an impact for the kingdom of God. And one of those ways that he has anointed us to do that is through our businesses. I think it's rare to find women who are super passionate about business and creating an impact through service and uh, are also successful Christians. <laughs> so it's super fun to bring someone on that shares all of those same values and passions as I do. Today, I am talking with Natasha Hemingway, who is an entrepreneurial-based sales coach and speaker, and she's the creator of Heart Not Hustle. And basically, she helps entrepreneurs find and focus on the deeper meaning behind their business motivation and sales message. And she does so with a deeply rooted foundation of faith, which I am super here for. Natasha spent over 16 years as a successful sales professional with a Fortune 500 company. And then she left the corporate world and found a heart for entrepreneurs who are looking to garner their gifts and create their own businesses. And really what her real um, sweet spot is, is helping entrepreneurs uh, through research-based methods and one-on-one -on -one tactics grow as entrepreneurs, organizers, and leaders so that they can, what? Sell and make a bigger impact. So I know you guys are gonna love this conversation. I know that I loved this conversation so much and um, let's do this. Hey friend, welcome to the Stephanie Gas Show, where you can get clarity on your calling, use your gifts for glory, and create a kingdom business. I believe that when we come together as daughters of the king, we will create true change here on earth. And we're raising up little world changers, mamas. Yes, and amen to that anointing over our lives. I believe we can also do this while having a ton of fun. You're here for PJs all day, lukewarm coffee, building passive income businesses, and using your voice for impact by podcasting and spreading your message into the world. You are in the right place. It's time to let God light our path so we can experience true miracles. Let's get pumped up for today's show. Real quick, speaking of sales, if you want to scale your show, make sales, make an impact, create a product, create a coaching offer, monetize your podcast, and you really want that visibility, you want your show to become your ultimate thing. You're tired of trying to grow something on social, tired of making your podcast once a week, the last thing in your mind, tired of spending too much time on something that isn't actually fruitful for you. And so I want to invite you. I know that God has those last few women ready and prepared for this program. And it's just that final reminder, girl, that you can make your podcast your entire business model just like me that you can rank in the charts, you can get organic visibility, you can understand the buyer psychology, podcast pitching, sales and marketing, and make money right here from behind the microphone. I'm going to teach you everything I know about growing a multi six-figure business by podcasting inside of my program, Podcast to Profit. This is a 90-day immersion mastermind program where you will walk hand-in-hand -hand through 12 weeks of amazing training, 
Uh, you will also get breakout coaching with me. You will have your own pod meetings. It's going to be so amazing. You have accountability, homework, templates. I gift you every single thing that I have personally used to grow and scale this business over the past three years. So if you're ready for your show to become your ultimate thing and your online business catalyst, Podcast to Profit is for you. Go check it out. Read the reviews. See what God has to say, pray over it, and I invite you to apply. StephanieGass.com slash podcast to profit. Hi, Natasha Hemingway. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We were just talking before we got rolling on this about sometimes God just like works in super cool ways and orchestrates two women meeting. So I just have a feeling this will not be the only time that we connect. No, no. So excited you're here. Tell everybody, I read your intro in the beginning, but tell everybody a little bit about how you got here. How did you become this amazing um, sales coach and speaker and still stay yoked up with your faith? Yeah, you know, thank you so much for that because I always tell people, don't get caught up in the hype. Don't look at my Instagram and think I woke up like this, as Drake says. No, like (laughs) God did this. This is all God. And I always, always give him credit and kind of like how I got here kind of a long story, but um, I like to be intentional about telling it because I believe when we're transparent and we're vulnerable, it allows someone else to see that they can too. It allows someone else to have hope, have faith, even when you're at your lowest of lows. And so I um, started out coming straight out of college, working in device sales, pharmaceutical sales at first, did that for eight years, went to medical device sales, did that for eight years, Um, have always been a woman of faith. But you know, you grow up young in your faith and then you hit real life and you're like, oh, it's not about religion. It's about relationship. Yes. And, and we, I, we had had our first son in 2013 and we ended up losing him because all the other things I too much to go into, but he was full term and we ended up losing him. And that was devastating, unexpected, life change, anything you can put with it, imagine it. Um, And then we quickly got pregnant after that. So here I was like grieving our first and then being pregnant with our second. All at the same time, um, being in medical device, I'd been there for going on at that point, probably six years because I did eight years in pharmaceutical, eight years in medical device. And during that time of getting pregnant the first time, I was in the, I guess, like in the running, you would say, for a huge promotion. And it's basically, I would have ended up being the only African-American female senior territory sales manager across the country, across the division. Yeah. My division. You have to have eight quarters, so two years of 100% or better of your quota. So there's like no dipping. If you drop below, you start over, it resets. Then you have to obviously be checked off by management, all these things. And so in that process, in the running, we're doing great. We end up losing our son. I don't get maternity leave because people are always shocked by that. They're like, you don't have maternity leave. And I'm like, no, you don't. Um, When you lose a child, you do not have maternity leave, even when they're full term. And so going back to work, just trying to like manage. And honestly, I tell people right there, being yoked up in my faith, that part is because I remember times where I just didn't want to give, I didn't want to be here anymore. Like that's about the easiest way I could explain it. But I knew when I was hearing that in my head, I'm like, this is not me. So A, let's get some grievance counseling first (laughs) Um, and some Christian counseling. And so 
going through that, we ended up dipping as a territory manager at that point. So it reset the clock. Then I got pregnant again. And so then I started for that running again for eight quarters, two years. And I ended up getting that promotion. And I will never forget like how huge that was for me. Being an African-American female, number one, even in that job was huge, a big deal. Um, because there were several times throughout my time there, my tenure there, that I was the only one across our division and across the country. So getting that promotion was like a huge deal, a lot of work and just a lot going on. And it was nothing but my faith that sustained me. Because when you get to that point where you're at your lowest of low, like, and you are a woman of faith, like, where else do you go? Like, there is nothing else but the blood of Jesus that needs to cover me for me to get up today, right? And go work. And so I get that promotion. And then a couple of months later to find out I'm getting pushed out of my job. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But mind you, years before that though, you know how God will like tap you for things? Mm -hmm. And I remember saying in my, like to my husband, after we went to this island that we go to every year, we were on our way home. I remember in my spirit, it was this, these words, I know I'm made for more. I know I'm called for greater, but I don't know what that is. And I knew like my time was coming up at that job, but I didn't know what it was. And I had all, I also remember going back and I remember talking to my former partner in that job and being like, we should start our own business. Like, what can we do? Like, how could we retire ourselves from that? Blah, blah, blah. And so I remember saying that, but it never went anywhere. And I remember God tapping me. And I'm like, I, I remember my husband being in the airport. We're waiting, going through customs before we get our flights. And I remember my husband saying like, we're like reverse engineering me, trying to reverse engineer me. And I remember all I got to was like, I just love people. He's like, that ain't a business, boo. Like, that's not a business. That won't pay bills. We're just going to go back to work until you figure it out. Yep. So you go back to work. You're making all this money. It's what I've done for, at that point, what, going on 16 years. And I'm like, I don't know. So you just keep going. And I remember he kept nudging me, kept tapping me. And you know how they say he'll like whisper, tap, nudge. And then for me, it was like, oh, honey, you're not listening. I'm about to give you a full foot in the back. You're not going like, there's no turning back. And that I believe was him shutting that job down and just being like, come to me, seek me. Because I did not know, Stephanie, no lie. I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. And it was so pressed on my spirit that like I could have, the company that I work for is one of the, it is the largest medical device company in the country, in the world, literally. And I remember saying like, people were like, you can, friends, like you can go anywhere. You have that under your belt. You've gotten these promotions. You have no HR, right? You have no write-ups. Nothing's wrong. Like you can go anywhere you want and make more money. And I was like, I could not even get on LinkedIn. I have a resume on LinkedIn. I wasn't even on LinkedIn. I had been there so long and hadn't planned on going anywhere else. It was like, every time I would think about it, I would cry like physically. And I'm like, this is God saying, no, that door is closed. It is over. Seek me first. Seek me. And I remember saying to God, like, what do you want me to do? And something that I'd started doing a little bit earlier on the side as a health coach and it was like, okay, this was it. He told me, go do that thing. 
And so we talked to our financial advisor. I talked to my husband. He was like, you know, he even said, I believe God is saying, do you trust me? Like I'm pushing you out the nest. Do you trust me? Mm -hmm. And so we took that leap. I went full time with health coaching and we had said we would give it a year with our financial advisor, give it a year. I remember getting to like the end of the eight month mark. And listen, I've been in sales. It's like all I've done. I know how to create a 30, 60, 90 day plan, strategy, business. I can sell ice to an Eskimo. I can sell catch up to a girl in a white shirt. Like I, (laughs) and I've got work ethic. Okay. So I'm like all in to the point that my husband's like, babe, you maybe should like let up some like member family balance. And I'm like, I want to leave no stone unturned. Like there will be nothing left that I can say at the end of the year that I did not do. And I remember getting to that end of that eight month mark. And I was like, oh, this isn't it. Like I've got three months left and there's not the trend that we set for the income we would need. It's not coming from here and it's not going to happen in three months. And I remember talking to one of my friends. And this is why I say when you're in situations like this, not only do you first seek God first, but seek wise counsel. Who are the people that are around you that are in your ear? Because you need someone that can point you back to the cross and to Christ every time. Because the enemy is so busy at that point because he knows you're low, you're distracted, you're struggling, you're in need. And I remember a friend saying to me, cause I was like, oh my God, this isn't working. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like God told me to come here. And I remember she asked me two major pivotal questions. And then she told me to do one thing. The first question was, she was like, do you think that the only thing God created you to be good at was sales and being a health coach? Mm -hmm. And I was like, no. And she was like, okay. And she said, are you playing God that small that you think he cannot do a new thing in you? And I said, Let's be real because I'm always real. Yes, I am playing him that small. Like, let's, I, I have not seen anything drop from the sky. Yes, I am in full transparency. And she said, okay, then go pray. And she has a, a prophetic gift. We grew up taking gymnastics together, competitive gymnastics for years. I mean, like she's been in my life forever. Right. And I remember saying, no, no, no. You have a prophetic gift, girl. You better speak a word. Like you better <laughs> tell me what to do. Like, don't tell me go pray. Uh-uh. I need an answer now. She said, no, go pray. I remember driving home. I know exactly where I was on the interstate of 485 here in North Carolina. And I remember God saying, surrender. And I was like, surrender? I'm like, uh, excuse me? I am an Enneagram. I'll just out myself. Listen, I'm a mix, okay? I'm an Enneagram too which is the helper. Right. So I want to help in all things. And I'm a three, I'm a wing three and a wing one, like they're neck and neck. So my wing three is the achiever. The one is the perfectionist. Mm. That's a whole lot. So when he was like surrender, I was like, uh, we don't do surrender. (laughs) I remember saying, I'm like surrender. You mean take my hands off everything, do nothing. And he was like, surrender. And I was like, "Mm -mm, no, (laughs) I don't even know what to do. And I don't think People understand when you're an achiever and you're perfection, like rest is hard. Like letting go of something, surrendering, that's hard, right? Right. And I remember he gave me that three times in 24 hours. That word, three times. And it came in ways that I knew it was nothing but God. And I remember 
the third time I got it, I was dropping my son off from school, driving back home. And I remember taking my hands off the wheel and I said, okay, God, I'm going to surrender. I said, but you better show up. Yeah. <laughs> if you're telling me to surrender, you better show up because I don't know what I'm good at anymore. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I, I like to help provide with my family. Like I like to help serve and help people. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do and where I'm supposed to be. And I waited from like month nine to literally month 12. And in December, God answered. And he told me where to go. He told me specifically what to do. And it was undeniable that it was him. And first it was going into a nine month speaker coaching program. Mind you, we had already spent a year's worth of savings. Yeah. So Stephanie, this speaker coaching program, listen, it was, it was five figures. Okay. Five figures, a five figure investment. I had to fly to British Columbia, Canada twice, get a stylist, videography, film, everything. Cause it was going to be people coming to this conference that culminated at the end, these two conferences that we were going to speak at that had people from like Africa, Australia, all over the country, 300 plus women. And I was like, oh, oh, this is what you're telling me to invest in. And we have no business. We have no LLC. Like, And we just spent a year's worth of savings and that didn't pan out to anything, God. And now you're telling me this. And it was undeniable. So I went into that. Then it's just, I kept asking God every time I would go speak or I'd be asked to speak, I would say, God, please give me confirmation by just show me the one. Yeah. If I'm in this room, I don't care if it's 50 women in this room, 25, 300, show me the one at the, every time at the end of I speak, show me the one. And he would show me the one and she'd be in tears or she'd be like, I felt like I was the only woman in the room. Da, 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 da. Then it would be, he'd show me three, then it'd be five. Then it'd be a line afterwards. And I'm like, okay, God, I, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. And I'm like, but there's something else because people would ask me like, how can I stay in touch? I'm like, I don't know. Catch me in the next city. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going to be speaking next month. Like, I don't even know where my income is coming from. And you're talking about connecting. Like, it was just crazy. And then God spoke it through my husband and it was coaching. And it was funny because my husband was like, um, you know, like maybe people are saying like, uh, like a lifestyle coach or something. And I was like, what is a lifestyle coach? <laughs> and he was like, I don't know. Go Google it. Like, I don't know. And I was like, oh, a life coach. I'm like, well, I don't feel that. But so I started out and it was meaningful success coaching and it was helping people go from career to calling what I had to go through. Mm -hmm. And then it became sales. And that was actually spoken through a friend who's a woman of faith who was like, why are you hiding behind this gift that God has given you and that women keep asking you for? And that like, literally she rocked me with that because I didn't realize how much I was holding on to not feeling worthy of doing that anymore, even though I've done it for 16 years, but for whatever reason, there was just pain there. And so I had to surrender that and release that and had to pray about it because we had already built websites, sales pages, branding, everything. And it was like, God was like, and no, this is where I want you. And so listen, when I tell y'all don't get caught up in the hype, Natasha Hemingway or my Instagram or whatever you see, whatever testimony, just understand it is nothing but the grace of God. It is nothing but his blessings. Before I came on this podcast, I was putting on my lipstick and stuff. And I'm like, just in the bathroom, just thanking God. 
for the opportunities for my home, for my husband, for my children, um, because I am nothing apart from him. Like I would not be where I am, who I am without God. Like, so that's how you stay prayed up. Like, I don't understand how you couldn't. Yes. So, oh, that's such a cool story. And one of these days you'll have to go listen to mine. It's so funny, Natasha, how similar corporate then in the, in the network marketing sales, trying to sell something for it and then the breakdown and then God, and then I'm like, oh wait, but is this my clarity work? But is this, what am I doing? What am I? It's so funny. It's so, so funny. So I feel that story to the depths of my heart. So talk to me about, it's interesting because here we are two women who have built these successful businesses, mm-hmm. making profit, uh, yeah. we sell and yes. people come to me often and they say like, I can't get over selling stuff because I'm a Christian, right? Like maybe oh. I'm in ministry or maybe I'm creating this Bible study, or maybe even they're not doing anything that has to do with Bible or theology. And they still feel so guilty around making money and selling. Let's go there for a second as Christians, as Christian entrepreneurs. Let's do it. Okay. I, this one, me and a friend talk about this often. She is like my girl, my sister in faith in Christ. And we walk out life together and we've had this conversation a lot and around what's going on lately where people are selling things that are faith and blah, blah, blah. But for me, I feel like personally selling is serving, right? And God has given you this gift, right? He does not cause us to be downtrodden, poor, no food in our mouth. Who can you help when you can't even help provide for yourself when you can't have a business that serves other people? Like there's purpose behind that money. And I think it comes with a stewardship and a responsibility. You need to have a bookkeeper. You should have an accountant. You should have a financial planner. You should be trying to escort. You should like doing the right things and pouring back into your business so you can serve more people. But there is nowhere that I have found that it is evil or sinful for us to serve with our gifts and create a business. Because you know what? Like our financial advisor, he says money is an amplifier. People can do more good with it or you can do more bad with it. That's your choice. And for me, doing this kingdom entrepreneurship, doing this work, and also being able to speak of my faith, even though my business is not classified as faith-based, but people, I'm telling you, they know. When you come to me, I'm like, listen, I don't know about your faith. Yeah. That's your business. But what I'm going to talk about is what is true to me, because I would be a fraud if I didn't speak of God's goodness and where I am. But I've never found that. I just feel like selling is serving. It gives you the opportunity to serve someone else. Who are you to keep this gift that you've been given and keep it behind your back? Businesses require money, period. And if you are able to impact the kingdom and bring people closer to Christ because you make money and you are able to build a business that can serve more people and more people because it takes money to do that. None of this stuff is free. Running websites, having help, assistance, building teams, that's not free and it's not cheap. And also coach getting coached yourself so you can be equipped and learning. I, I don't believe in that. I, I don't see that anywhere. And I try to like immediately knock that out. But I think it's a mindset too. There's a mindset. And I don't even think it's just people of faith. Mm-hmm. I think it's specifically women. I could feel that. Yeah. Big time. I mean, I've met them from 
non-believers mm-hmm. who've come to me and I still speak about Christ yeah. <laughs> to people who are of faith and come to me or they're different religions. And right. it, it's across the board. Women have this issue of asking for what they want, asking for what they're worth, asking for value um, and getting that exchange of money. There's something about this exchange, that transaction that makes people, makes women, I feel like, feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, we as women have to understand, like, when we, here's the other thing. When women make money, we do really good things. We impact our, we care about our community. We care about the next child that's at your school that's in need. You care about actually um, tithing more. We mm-hmm. care about not all women, but you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like you care about giving, yes. we do good things with that money. So why would we not want to be equipped? And also I see money as too. when I'm able to make more money, I'm able to build this business that brings other women in, right? That they can have a job, a place of freedom, a place to know Christ. I mean, like I've seen people come to Christ through me who were not, of Christ because of my business. Yes. And I'm like, what if I didn't show up? Literally, what if I didn't show up? Yeah. Your business is your ministry. And even when you're not even talking about your faith necessarily, you shine and they're going, something is different about Natasha. Something is different. What is different about you? And we can't help it, but go, but God, but God, Yeah. that exact words, the exact words you just said, Stephanie, I won't say who she is because I didn't ask before, but she's a very close friend of mine. She's someone that I've hired and had completely strayed from her faith and was getting just experimenting with other things like crystals and then, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And she was saying, it was you that brought me to Christ. And she said, I kept meeting good people. And every single time she was like, there's something different about them. And she'd be like, oh, they're a Christian. She was like, all, all along through my life, this has been happening. She said for years. And she said, but it was our relationship and my willingness to talk to her about it and to be open and honest and transparent with her and never push anything on. But she was like, it's that thing. It's just that difference, that untouchable, untouchable light, that untouchable presence, because Holy Spirit's within us. That I was just here saying, I was just saying the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit and is real. And he crosses all things and all borders. I mean, there's nothing he can't touch. And it's just, it's amazing. So so I would say to your listeners, what if you don't show up? Who misses out being touched by you? It might not mean that you're going to save them, bring them to Christ, blah, blah, blah. but who might need you? Who might need your spirit? Who might need to be touched by the light that's inside of you? You never know what people are going through and how your light can impact them. It could save their life one day. Literally, it's that deep. Yeah, and so that's it. Yeah. That's, the, that's it. And, and who are we? I tell my clients all the time, don't leave someone else's destiny trapped in your own mouth. Like, who are you? That person needs you. And the longer you keep your mouth closed and you fray away and you, you, you shrink, they they miss that their destiny's impacted. Mm. And that's serious. We have to take that as a responsibility 
And I think as long as we're being good stewards, you should have no problem. Yeah. And your gifts, and you guys hear me talk about this all the time, they're already there. So those of you that are like, oh, I don't know what I, I can't, I can't figure it. Just start, just like Natasha was saying for her journey, and you guys have heard mine. We just started. We just started. It was very unclear. And I was unsure. And we both have rebranded and we both have different courses and things that have failed. And then, but when because we kept stepping out in obedience, mm. God kept refining and refining and refining. And I had a dream similar to your, you know, friends giving you that prophecy as well. And it was start a podcast. So for me, it was that Natasha that was like, okay. And talk about what, (laughs) but in obedience, that's the point. It's like, you feel the tug, you know, you're listening to us right now and you already know what the tug is asking you to do. Yep. You have to start. So for me and what I teach, you know, it's start with building this connection with an audience, start with niching. Natasha, what do you have to say about this new entrepreneur who's setting out to start this online work from home business. And they're going to do the podcast and they're going to do the courses and they've got to sell. Like, what would you say to them about this journey? Yeah, I would say with selling is a couple of things. Number one, like I said, selling is service. Like understand that you're there to serve somebody. So you need to immediately shift your mindset around that. But number two, when you are selling, It's sales is not a personality trait. People are like, I hear it all the time. I'm just not good at sales. Well, like you're not born with it. It's not a personality trait. It's a skill set. So because it's a skill set, you are in luck. You can become good at it. Also, the third thing I say is don't try to be or sound like anyone else Hmm. because you're the person that's wanting something from you or wanting to buy something from you. They could have gotten it from probably 50 million other people, but they chose you because there's something about you, your uniqueness, your voice, your style, the way you deliver, the way you show up, your authenticity. There's something that's drawn them to you. So the last thing you need to do is when you get into a sales call or a sales conversation, try to be somebody you're not, because guess what? The connection then is lost. Because they see you showing up on Instagram or wherever you're showing up or in your emails or your podcast and they're like, oh my gosh, I love her voice. I love her vibe. I love whatever. Her authenticity, her honesty, her humility, her humor, whatever it is, they love it. But for some reason, people get into a sales conversation and they start like performing <laughs> and start being somebody they're not. And they start reading these scripts that you got offline. And I'm like, no. And that's why with me with sales coaching, with my clients, I make them practice. I need you to role play because the biggest thing, my whole entire sales coaching firm sits under the umbrella of sell with heart, not hustle sales coaching firm. Sell with heart, not hustle is intentional. God gave me that name, first of all, but selling with heart, not hustle is that it's like having the heart to understand that sales is about serving the person that's in front of you. They don't care about your insecurities. They don't care about how nervous you are. They just care about if you're willing to help them. And you want to do two big things. Find out what they need and why they need it. And then third, you get to tell them how you are the best person to help them. And if you're not, I always say this, out of integrity, not hustle, let them know if you can't help them and refer them somewhere else. But the hustle is what gets us in trouble, 
especially new entrepreneurs, because this is a mindset shift. It's an energetic shift because when you're new, you're like, I need to make money. I need this person to say, yes, I'm worried about the money that's in my bank account or the lack of money in my bank account. And so when you come to a sales call, you bring all that energy. Yes. And instead of drawing them in, you repel, they're literally like, don't, I don't want it. <laughs> Something was off. I'm like, yeah, what was off was you. You weren't there. You showed up being something that you're not. And that is what Sell With Heart Not Hustle is all about. Is like helping you find your authentic sales voice, your authentic sales message, because no one can speak that for your business, but you but I also know how hard it is when we are so close to our work mm-hmm. that we can't even articulate what we do. Right. That's a real struggle because people are like, before you even trying to get to selling anything, like, do you even know what your sales message is, what your sales voice is? And if you don't even know what that is, or like, how do you even pitch yourself in like 90 seconds if you're mm-hmm. in a room or shooting an email and you're pitching, like, that's hard. And so giving people that space and that time in either the mastermind I have, which is called Hello Clients, Hello Cash, or either in one-on-one coaching, that's like critical to help people build that foundation because it's not going to happen overnight. And that that's a big thing with sales too, is like, you must be patient because people are this, 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 this right here. My clients will quote me on it. They are like, I hear you sitting on my shoulder. Yeah. They'll literally DM me and be like, I still see. I'm like, make the main thing, the main thing. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is stop hustling and jumping and trying to sell 20 different courses. Oh, I sold this course and it was this much money. Nobody bought it. So now I should sell this ebook or this e-course for $25 or uh-huh. dollar. It does not matter about the dollar amount. Like that's not, that's not the answer. You have to be consistent. Yes. There has to be consistency in order for anything to happen. And that like that consistency is what breeds that confidence that, um, it accelerates you. But if you're trying to sell 20 million things, nobody knows or will trust you enough to buy anything from you or really nowadays follow you. Exactly. You're like, she's sketch. You're too busy. You're all over the place. You're messy boots. No, thank you. (laughs) People have options. They do. And how, I mean, this is so funny because when I rewind back to gosh, six years ago or whatever, I'm like, I had six courses, Natasha. I was making Amazon merch t-shirts. I was still slinging my skin cream on the side. I'm like, should I, should I, should I teach people to speak English at 2 AM? I was such a mess because I was so caught up in the hustle. I was so caught up in the the breakdown, but you have to sit in the breakdown, right? Like you have to sit, the clarity comes because you go, you know what? I'm sitting in the breakdown. The bank account is empty. I don't get it. I'm unclear, but I'm hearing the tug. I'm feeling the nudge. Like I'm in that little, that dark space that feels dark, but that's everything. When you walk in obedience out of that dark space and stop distracting yourself with the hustle, like Natasha's referring to, that's where the clarity is because God already laid the path. Yeah. It's It's been prepared. And so be, allow yourself the discomfort that of sitting there. Yeah. Cause it's not going to happen in 90 days no, for everybody no, no, no. that no. like people, I tell Anyone, people, really right. That part. Now I have had some people who have worked with me 
who I'm talking about massive growth. And it was like a click. And I was like, okay. Cause I tell people, listen, I'm not God. I can teach you how to sell. I know what I'm going to deliver on. I'm going to deliver on these things. If that's in alignment with you, great. But I'm not God. I'm not tapping a wand over your head telling you, this is why I cannot stand this kind of marketing. And there's so many women doing it too. And it's so annoying where it's like, I'm going to help you go from zero to 5k months. And I'm like, stop, you, you, you can't do that for everybody. And so we have to be careful with that language. Um, But yes, if we know with data and our outcome that yes, this is how how people are growing great, but I can't guarantee you, none of us can. And I tell people, my clients, give yourself the space and the grace to stick to it. Mm -hmm. Make the main thing, the main thing. And you're going to hear no. It's okay. Cause that's the thing too, is a lot of people don't want to, coaches don't want to tell people the truth. And I'm like, I'll be the first to tell you, you're going to hear no, you're going to get in your feelings. You are going to get anxious. You're going to try to tell me and convince me of some course you think you should create and do next. And I'm going to be sitting right here, holding your hand, telling you, no, that's not the answer. We're going to make the main thing, the main thing, Uh revising and doing it over and over and over. But it's, it's, it's that people just don't know. And that is our natural, our natural makeup is to want it now. And culture, that's a whole nother that's a whole conversation, nother. Stephanie, of uh, the pressure of what you think it should look like and in what time and what culture says you should be doing and you should be hustling. You shouldn't be sleeping. You shouldn't take a vacation. You shouldn't re- like it's, it's, it is easy. And I've even gotten caught up Yes. of yes. trying to, serve, build the kingdom and da, 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 and work myself to do. Like says who? God didn't tell me to do that. Yes. He, exactly. he did not get yourself in alignment, have several seats, Natasha, <laughs> <laughs> and chill. Right. Like chill. Oh my gosh. So I want to recap those six things you said for her about sales, mm-hmm. Natasha, um, so that you guys can really highlight this. Write this down, everyone. So number one, service is selling. Selling is serving. Number one, selling is serving. Number two, sales isn't a personality trait. It's a skill set, which means we have to continue, continuously refine that craft, practice, get out there, grow, be consistent, stop getting distracted. Y'all know I get on my soapbox about that too. I'm like, stay. I tell them, Natasha, don't look up. Don't look up. Don't look up over and over again. Uh, Number three, be who you are. So even when you're selling, it doesn't mean that your energy should shift, that your voice should change, that you should get awkward or afraid. Just be who you are all the way through. Number four, what do they need? Figure that out. And then why they need it. Number five. And number six, why you're the best person for this, for this. Why, why are you the best person? And the way that I answer that, and then we'll end by having you answer this, Natasha, is it's because it's something you've already walked through. So I always, I'm curious to see your feedback here. I always tell them, don't do something and try to sell something and create something that you haven't yourself done. Make sure you've done it because we try to sell from a position of where we want to go. You know, I'm going to sell funnels and I haven't even created one. No, no. What have you done? So for that's where if you start there you know, you're qualified. Yes. I think that's huge because that actually reduces that anxiety, right? Or that nervousness or that fear. It, I think that reduces it a lot when you can stick to that because there's less issues of 
that imposter syndrome. Oh my God, do I really know what I'm doing? Uh, are people going to be convinced that I'm the expert at this? I'm like, be the expert, be the expert. Even if you aren't the expert, but have some experience. I could not agree more is don't, this is the thing. Like you said, keep your head down. Where that comes from, Stephanie, is when people are looking up and they're like, oh, I talk about meaningful success. That means that's something else God gave me that word, those two words together when he brought me into coaching, meaningful success. And the definition he gave me was creating and cultivating what matters to you most and brings you purpose and joy, right? So that when you are getting away from that, you're like, you look up and you're like, oh, she's doing this. Or like my parents say I should be doing this, or I went to school for this and I have these loans. I really should stick with this, but I'm miserable. Right. Or gosh, I have that same skill set. Like, oh, she's selling on Etsy and like Etsy, whatever, making a ton of money, or she's selling this cream or she's selling that like, or she's a social media influencer. I, I can do that. I should too. Uh She's making a lot of money. I should too. But it has nothing to do about creating and cultivating what matters to you most. Yes. It brings you purpose and joy. So I love that you said, keep your head down because when your head's down, you're focused on you. And so when people ask me a lot of times, how do you not get distracted? How are you not influenced? Or how do you not get insecure? I'm like, because I'm not looking at anybody else. Exactly. I'm looking at what God's telling me to do or what's in what the Holy Spirit's like. Hey, Tasha, I, I'm like, that's enough. Yeah. Like, I, I can't know. keep up. <laughs> I cannot keep up with anyone else. I'm dealing with my own mind, not what she's doing in her business, what her mindset, how she's building it. Like, I honestly don't even have the energy or the time to be somebody that I'm not. Right. I need to be who God's called me to be. And that that takes discipline. It takes being intentional. But I think when we allow ourselves to step into what we love, even if no one else understands it, even if it makes sense to no one else, even when no one else believes it, if you know in your heart that you're like, oh my God, I love this. And that's that heart, right? Like, do you love what you do? If you don't love what you do, I give my clients full permission. And it happens every mastermind that one or two people out of the 20 that come in that cohort, one or two of them makes a a pivot, right? A complete 180 about face. They make a pivot because I'm like, and I give them time, but I can call it, but I also try to not be God. Right. But I can see it when I'm like, somebody is struggling and I'm like, it's right there. If like, if this is the thing, the key is, is it's not an alignment. They aren't called to it. They don't love it. They don't want to do it. It's something else. Somebody told them they put too much time in it. So they feel like they should keep killing themselves to do it. And it's like the minute when they release that and they actually, which this is even a challenge of them actually speaking what they really feel called to do or what God's been telling them to do. It's like, yeah, it opens up. And it's like, when you can put yourself in that place, like, God wants you to be no one, but who he's called you and created you to be. Stop adding on extra routes by being distracted, doing something that you know you're not, or that you said, like you said, you haven't done or that you don't love. Um, And I also say this too, like, even if you're not the expert at it, do y'all invest. If I can just say that, invest. And guess what? There are going to be times, and I'm not the one to tell you, because I tell people, People's money business is not my money business. Even though I'm in sales, that's not my business. That's yours. 
but you're going to have to invest. Like you have to invest. And that is something that I find that sometimes women of faith are like, oh, is this for your discounted? No, ma'am. Right. Invest. <laughs> I'm like my business has made more money than me because mm-hmm. we are constantly investing back into it and see yourself worthy enough and valuable enough to invest in yourself and into your craft to be the expert so that you can put the business behind it, even if you're not the expert. Right. Yeah. Such good advice. Such good advice. All the amens. You guys listen to this three times. It was so good. So packed full of gold. Natasha, you've blessed us. You've blessed me. I'm so excited to get to know you more and eventually to get you to start a podcast because you need one. So (laughs) listen, it has been spoken over me podcast book. And I'm like, God, in your time, I'm like, I'm not trying to get ahead of him because you know, Stephanie, you start growing and you're like, we should do this. We should do this. We're growing to a I'm like, I know, I know, I know. Well, you let me know when you're But ready. I feel like there's something there yeah. though, for sure. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, tell everybody where they can come find you and connect with you. Yes. Okay. You can find me anywhere. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, my website. Everything is Natasha Hemingway with two M's.com. Literally. If you want to know about Hello Clients, Hello Cash, it's on the website. If you want to know about one-on-one, it's on the website. If you want to know about that stuff on Instagram, it's over there, link in bio. That's where you can find me. Um, yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much. And, um, I can't wait for everybody to come check you out. Thank you, Stephanie, for doing what you're doing, for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. I always say this. I never take it lightly when I get the opportunity to share my story, what God's done, what he's doing. Um, I don't ever take that lightly. So thank you. And thank you for what you are putting out into the world to your listenership for us to be able to grow in Christ and grow these businesses that way and not get let off because I think it's easy to do. So thank you for what you do and for giving me the opportunity to share with your audience. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks, love. Appreciate you. If you like Mama's show, leave a review. Pretty please. Real quick before you go, if this podcast has blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review for the show over on Apple Podcasts. I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys, every time that I see that this show has impacted your life in some way. So if you'll do that for me, I would be super grateful. The second thing you can do is take a screenshot of this episode or of your review and go share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Stephanie Gass. I'll share you in my stories and then together we can share the love. God bless you, sis.